welcome to Hashtag Scripture, your sophisticatedly ratchet word delivery system. Call us delivery because we are serving you the word quick and easy. And with extra sauce that we're not going to charge 10p for. Whoa. Okay. Sauce included. <laughs> On Hashtag Scripture, we discuss everyday topics informed by an everlasting God. So... What I'm going to need you to do is get comfortable, get a cup of tea. Actually, probably don't because tea is hot. And if you spill it, I can't be liable oh, you for you. you spit on someone. Yeah, I can't be liable for the damages, like the third degree burns and stuff. So maybe a glass of tepid water. Tepid, tepid water. Um, yeah, get comfortable. Come join us, bring up a chair. Also, if you would um, be so kind as to share this with three People who... People and animals. We're not... Okay. um, Okay. Three friends and three enemies. We did that already. Three friends, three neighbours, three colleagues, three... three Okay, three neighbours. Three (laughs) neighbours. We said this with three neighbours. They can catch us on SoundCloud and iTunes at hashtag hashtag scripture Mm -hmm. and you can find us on instagram at hashtag scripture facebook hashtag scripture and twitter at ht scripture yes okay the word on the street is can't nobody take my pride can't nobody hold me down oh no i got to keep on moving word to puff daddy and mace but that's probably what the holy that's what probably what the spirit that is behind the old testament was singing when jesus said i have come to fulfill the law okay okay nobody hold me down okay um he's like oh no you thought i was finished do you thought i was done is you done or is you finished no i'm still talking okay i'm still here alive and direct baby we have got to move on with the times people say we have to move on we have to keep it pushing um, some of these Old Testament rules and regulations have got to go. We need to revisit some of them. Some of these Old Testament things are just not cool anymore, brethren, is what we're discussing today. Okay, we are looking at the Old Testament and we are thinking to ourselves, do some of these Old Testament laws need to be revisited? Is it Old Testament or New Testament? Which one is more important? We have Old Covenant, New Covenant. What do we do? Let's discuss all things Old Testament. So the questions we are going to be covering today are question number one. Why do Christians not obey the laws of the Old Testament? Why do Christians not obey the laws of the Old Testament? Or if they do, are they selective? Two, which parts of the Old Testament do Christians have to follow? Which parts of the Old Testament do Christians have to follow? Is it just the Ten Commandments? (laughs) Or is there more? Three, is the Old Testament God the same character and the same God as the New Testament God? Or has he had like a personality makeover? Okay, which is the is the Old Testament God the same character as the New Testament God? So question number one, Auntie for me, why do Christians not obey the laws of the Old Testament? Why do we just like ignore it? I mean, like one thing that really annoys me is when people <coughs> kind of say like, oh, um, 
why do we not why do Christians not do this mm. but they do this because the Old Testament says this as well and the Old Testament says this as well like for example with homosexuality it's like oh you know you you don't allow homosexuality but you do allow wearing um two different types of clothes and da, 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 da. and it's like to be honest not to be rude or offend anyone blessed is he who is not offended in me but it makes you seem really ignorant when you say that because you obviously don't understand the concept of the covenants of God the old covenant and the new covenant the old covenant of God was um basically follow these rules and I won't kill you like that was the old covenant of God as in summed up paraphrasing in a nutshell that was pretty much the old covenant of God the new covenant of God is believe in my son Jesus and I won't kill you. <laughs> that was that is the new, you know, I, that's the new covenant of God. Paraphrased, obviously, whatever. So, um, you know, we, you have to understand that the the Bible uniquely is not like written at one fixed standpoint in time. It is over thousands of years, and it spans that thousands of years with um a developing relationship between the people of God and God. It's not just like okay somebody sat down one day and in the whole day they wrote the Bible. No, the Bible is written over, I think it's a period of like 6,000 years or something, you know, like that. So that being said, um, I'm just going to read a couple of scriptures that will probably maybe explain a little bit about why Christians don't follow all the rules in the Old Testament. Um, So Hebrews 10, you can read the whole of Hebrews 10 because the the whole of Hebrews 10 will just probably clear up the whole thing for you. So if you're interested, read the whole of Hebrews 10. But I'm going to read just uh, verse 1 and 2. For the law, having a shadow, a shadow of good things to come and not the very image of the things can never with those sacrifices which were offered year by year continually make one's approaching the ones approaching perfect for then would they not have ceased to be offered because the worshippers once purged should have had no more um, consciousness of sins so basically it's talking about when the people in the old testament were offering you know bulls and goats the, the the blood of bulls and goats to atone for their sins and what it's saying is here that you know well you know that's they had to do that because christ wasn't here they didn't have the blood of christ so the blood of bulls and goats was like their substitute for the shadow of the things to come so they had to do that but now that we have christ if you go on for the rest of the chapter i will say that now that we have christ we don't need to do those things and those ordinances anymore because christ has fulfilled that law Um, And that's not to say that you're not supposed to follow the law. We'll get into it a bit more. But it's just to say, a blanket statement, the law has been fulfilled by Christ. So all the ordinances, rather than the law, because I think there's a difference between law, statutes and ordinances. A law is a command of what you should or shouldn't do. An ordinance is um, like a tradition that is built. um, and, And the same with a statute. They're like... They're like um, the difference between a federal the, the different difference difference between a federal law and a civil law. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Almost. Yeah, yeah. Like it's between it's between us. Mm. But I'm not gonna go to prison if I do this to yeah. you. That's the kind of thing that it is. So uh, civil and criminal. 
Yes, what did you say? Federal. Federal. Yeah, that's American. We don't have federal laws. Okay, uh, then I'm going to read Matthew 5.17. Think not that I have come to destroy the law of the prophets. Yeah, hey, I was going to read that. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. So again, this is talking about Jesus having... Uh, in the Old Testament, the people didn't have Jesus. So they had to follow all of these regulations and rules because they didn't have Jesus. Mm-hmm. But now that Jesus has come... All of these rules and regulations have been fulfilled. Mm-hmm. So that's specifically in, um, you know, talking to the, God told people how to dress, what to eat, um, and, you know, to offer certain offerings at certain times to atone for certain things. And All of that has been fulfilled in the law. That's no longer required. Colossians 2, 14 to 17 says, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances um, that was against us, which was contrary to us and took it out... Um, sorry, and took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over it, over them. Let no man therefore judge you on food or drink or in respect to a holy day or of a new moon or of the Sabbath, which are a shadow of the things to come, but the body of Christ. So you're getting the the Mm -hmm. picture here that after the new now the new testament has started after the gospel we see that jesus has fulfilled all of these sabbath days and the holy days and the new moons and the food requirements and the dress requirements and stuff now we're to live by the law of the spirit mm-hmm. not by the law of the flesh mm-hmm. um there's one more scripture i'm gonna skip some of these because i've got a lot of scriptures here for some reason but <laughs> there's one specific one what's the one that says okay no there's two sorry um <laughs> never mind but basically um and i read this i read the scripture a couple of podcasts ago so i'm not gonna read it again but you know when it's talking about circumcision um you've got it here romans 2 yeah i know but i i just can't bother to keep reading i don't want to read the whole bible just, because basically what we're asking here from this question is can you read the whole bible and tell us what the difference is between the old testament yeah. and the new testament and i actually can't do that because i can't read because oh my know, gosh so. we should do um a all bible like oh my gosh, oh my gosh yeah all like voices audible. Audible Bible so and then with so the commentary with it. It's not right in the Bible because no, I think we should do both. <sighs> yeah, 2020. We for me, keep saying 2019. I yeah, 2019 for the audio one and 2020 for the, the written one. I'm gonna get to work. Cool. You know. So um, okay, so let me read it then. <laughs> Romans 2, 25 to 29 says, For circumcision is indeed profitable if you keep the law. But if you are a breaker of the law, your circumcision has become uncircumcision. I'm gonna stop there because I really can't bother to read the rest of it. But basically it's saying that okay, if you keep the physical laws, that's all good. But if you um if you're keeping physical laws but you're not keeping the ones that are actually about loving other people and da 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 then what's the point? Yeah. You know? So we're saying that if you don't if you keep the physical laws, you dress right, you eat right and you do this, but you don't love people, you don't give your tithe, you don't do this, you don't do that. Okay, give your tithe was a bad example. You murder people and you <laughs> you're a thief and you don't honour your mother and father what is the point of you? And then it also says that if the... What is the point of you? Of you, because you're trash. But then if you, um, as a Greek or a Gentile, then do obey all of those spiritual laws in terms of um, not murdering people and um, not stealing and honouring your mother and father, but you're not circumcised, are you then less than the person who is circumcised? No, you're not. So we're saying that these physical, as in bodily, fleshly laws are not a substitute for the spiritual ones and now we're in a new covenant where we live by spiritual laws and um the, you know this the, the laws that apply to the spirit and relational laws that apply to each other not the laws that apply to our body our flesh you know being clean and unclean because jesus came and said you know um what defiles a man but the things that come out of him not the things that go into him um yeah so that 
is pretty much the reason why Christians don't follow the whole of the Old Testament law. And I'll go into a bit more detail in part two, mm-hmm. part letter two. Part letter but, two. But yeah, for now. Yes. Um, and I also re- want to read another scripture as to why Christians do not obey the laws of the Old Testament. Galatians Galatians 3, 7 to 14 um, says this. Understand then that those who have faith are children. No, we're not saying, let me correct myself. We're not saying that Christians do not obey all the laws of the Mm. Old Testament. We do obey the laws. We do obey God's laws. But why you may see, but why you may see a a stark contrast between um, how we live and practice and how Jews live and practice, okay? And the certain laws that we live by and the laws that they live by, why there's a stark contrast. So we just want to make sure that we're not saying that we ignore all Old Testament laws and ordinances or statutes, but there is a stark difference to the way that we live because we have a new, there's a new undercurrent of justification, okay? So that's just pull it out there, first foremost. Point blank in the period. All right, so (laughs) Galatians 3, 7 to 14 says, understand then that those who have faith are children of Abraham. Um, Scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith and announce the gospel in in advance to Abraham. All nations will be blessed through you. So those who rely on faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith, okay? So all those who are believers of faith are blessed along according to the same promise and blessing as the pure children of Israel. Abraham or Israel, right? Um, For all who rely on the works of the law are under a curse. If you rely on the works of the law are under a curse. As it is written, cursed is everyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of the law. This is the 615 mitzvah, right? Clearly no one who relies on the law is justified before God because the righteous will live by faith. That is the new justification, which is what I'm talking about. So no longer is it- But is it even new? Because if Abraham was justified by faith. If Abraham was justified by and then all his descendants, therefore, he is only his his, his faith alone. Right? And then his children had to follow under the Mosaic covenant. It's not under the Abrahamic covenant, under the Mosaic covenant now is when we have the six when the children of Israel were prescribed the six hundred and fifteen laws and rules and regulations. Okay? But now it's saying that um now the righteous will live by faith, um, justified by God and faith no longer by the laws. Okay. The person who does these things will live. Wait, let me go back. Clearly no one who relies on the laws is justified before God because the righteous will live by faith. The law is not based on, the law is not based on faith. On the contrary, it says the person who does these things will live by them. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, which was a sentence to death because it's impossible to fulfill all 615 mitzvah. Okay. Um, cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. He redeemed us in order that the blessings given to Abraham might come upon the Gentiles through Christ Jesus, that by faith we might receive the promise of the spirit. Now, for we talked about the spirit, okay? So we have been redeemed from the curse of the law. So we have been redeemed from the bondage of the old law because the old law was things not to do, right? Now, all we now the new law is the thing that we should do, which is follow Christ. And when you follow Christ, as a promise of the spirit. So we have been redeemed from every curse associated with the things that we should do and that we shouldn't do, okay? So there was consequences that longer than the river Nile, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, now let's read a second scripture. 
Um, this is Matthew chapter 22, okay, from verse 34. It says, hearing that Jesus has silenced the Sadducees. So the Sadducees and the Pharisees asking Jesus a bunch of stupid questions like they usually do, <laughs> okay? And then Jesus is like, hearing that, the Sad- that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees and the Pharisees, um, the, no, hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him, who is the ultimate. Tested him with <laughs> this question. Jesus. Tested him, oh me, tested him with this question. Teacher, is that shade or is that not shade? It's shade. Okay, I just wanted to let you know. <laughs> so could this person be Nigerian? <laughs> or, or Jamaican? <laughs> Probably not. Okay. I, I just think everybody in the Bible is. Not I really feel like Adrian <laughs> was just Nigerian. We're not. Right? We're not racially right. biased to any guys because we say things like this. Don't think that we only like Nigerians. No, but I'm saying it as a, as a bad way towards Nigerians, not in a good way towards <laughs> yeah. Nigerians, because we can't stop throwing shade. It's That's true. not a good thing. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, "Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind." This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. All the laws and the prophets, everything that the prophets have said. Okay, so these are the ordinances, right? These are the statutes. All the laws, Abraham, Mosaic. You have um, the Abrahamic covenant, the Mosaic covenant, the, the I can't say the Noadic or the Noah covenant. All these different covenants, all the laws, all the 615 mitzvah, everything that the prophets have said, hang on these two commandments, which are to love the Lord your God and to love your neighbour. Now, in place of the Old Testament law, Christians are under the law of Christ, which we have read, okay? Also, you can see in Galatians 6 2, which is to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and to love neighbour as yourself. If we obey these two commandments, we will be fulfilling all that Christ requires of us, okay? It's all that Christ requires of us now, all that God requires of us, no more sacrifice, no more separating meat from milk, no more separating this, no more if you're if you're on your period, be banished to the top corner, none of that, okay? None of, none of that. Yeah. All that God and Christ requires from us now, hey God, is to love him yeah. and to love others. <laughs> that is it. Amen. Literally, that is it. There's no more of the, okay, pigeons, six pigeons, six cows, sheep, goat, special kind of wood, special kind of season. None of mm-hmm. that. There's none of that anymore. You know, because that didn't work. We yeah. with the, It didn't work. We was talking. Me and Fumia always saying that these children of Israel, I don't know if it was literacy or whatever their problem. <laughs> but to be no, doing the wrong hearing. thing. It's he- hard of hearing. It's hearing. To be doing the wrong thing every single day. Every single day. That's why he says, he who has ears, let them hear. Because Ooh, they couldn't it. hear anything. They is. were just, the ear was just empty. Because no eardrum. I always wondered. Ah, yeah. To be doing the wrong thing every day. Ear. Do you not every get tired day. of getting told off? Every blessed day. I don't. <laughs> anyway. And okay. the, the thing is, and seeing the miracles and the power of right. God in front of your face. And seeing the Not like us also. who are here, who, you know, yeah. you know, sometimes we don't really see yeah, supernatural yeah. every day. Yeah, yeah, seeing yeah. Seeing supernatural things every day and still acting trash. I it's can't just stupid. Okay. So all that, if we obey um, these two commandments, we'll be fulfilling all that Christ requires of us, all the law um, and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Now, this does not... 
mean the Old Testament law is irrelevant today, many of these commands in the Old Testament fall into the categories of loving God. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I wanted to make sure I've said it correctly. All of these things fall into the category of loving God, number one, and loving people. When you love God, there's certain things that you will not do unto him and you won't do unto others. When you love people, there's certain things that you will not do to them. So that... When you love God, you'll act right. You'll do things right. You'll be just. You'll be moral. Okay, when you love people, you're not going to steal. You're not going to kill. You're not going to sleep with your neighbor's wife. You know, like you just have to, mm-hmm. you have to know. You just, there's certain things that you will not do. You'll not mistreat people. You'll not mistreat your slaves. You know, there were so many different principles and statutes and laws in the Old Testament because of how they were living. You know, when you know how you, anyway. So <laughs> when you love God and you love people, there are certain things love that you God. will do and love that you will not people. do. The Old Testament law can be a good guidepost for knowing how to love God and knowing what goes into loving your neighbour. And I think as for Christians, that's what we use, that's what they may use the Old Testament for as the guidepost, as the benchmark. You know, how do we love God? How do we honour God? How do we love our neighbour? How do we honour them? We use the Old Testament as a guidepost and a benchmark for knowing how to, for teaching us how to, for knowing how to sacrifice um, our hearts, for knowing how to come with a contrite spirit, for knowing how to lay our baggage Sorry, for knowing how to be just onto our neighbor, to know how to take in your, you know, even if you think about the Old Testament, what it talks about, um, how it, how to treat foreigners, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? How to treat the widows, all of these things that how to love a neighbor we get from the Old Testament. So we as Christians use the Old Testament as a guidepost and a benchmark because what we have to do is love God, love people and everything kind of falls under those two commandments. Yeah. Yeah. Question number two. <laughs> which one? This is so funny. Which parts of the Old Testament do Christians still have to follow? Which parts of the Old Testament do Christians still have to follow? Um. So okay. So like we said, Jesus came to fulfill the purpose of the law in Galatians three twenty four. So this is a really scripture heavy. Yeah, um, we have to podcast. We make no really apologies. Sorry. Don't apologize. Like, this okay, is I'm not scripture. sorry. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> but it is called hashtag scripture. You knew what you signed up for when you came here. I'm sure we've been easy on them. This, this yeah, season. we really have. We really have. Um, but also it's really important for us to show you the New Testament and the Old Testament side by side yeah. and give you that position so you can see like, oh, okay, these are directly linked. You know, these are not two different, completely different books that accidentally got mushed together. That's not the case. Um, so Galatians 3.24 says, so that the law um, has, so the law, sorry, so that the law has become a trainer to us until Christ that we might be justified by faith, but faith coming, um, but faith coming, we are no longer under a trainer for you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. So the law is like training wheels. It's like, um, you know, like training wheels on a bicycle mm-hmm. where, okay, this is the kind of things that God requires of you. And it's it's funny because um, in, in the book of James, it says, um, he who knows the good he ought to do and doesn't do it, to him it is sin. Yeah. So it's basically showing us the good that we ought to do yeah. in the Old Testament. All these rules and regulations to say, these are the types of things God requires of you. But... It's not that everything that God expects of you was mm-hmm. in the Old Testament mm-hmm. either. Do you know what I mean? So God requires a very high moral character and moral standard of his people. He requires holiness of his people. And he was trying to show them that 
what holiness is. So to say, don't mix your fabrics, don't eat this specific thing, um, throw away your food on the third day and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's trying to show him the high quality and the high standard of holiness that God has, mm. you know? Um, and, and without having that kind of training period, it mm. would be really hard for us now, mm. who are all very trashed now, to to see what God requires of us Extremely. if we didn't have that basic um, blueprint of the things that God wanted um, us to know mm. or the difference between holiness and unholiness. Mm. Um, so, in oh, what scripture is this? Why do I keep doing this, Tina? Mm-hmm. Oh, I start every day. Ah, oh, okay. Leviticus nineteen. There's like a a really big list of mm-hmm. laws and ordinances. So I'm just gonna kind of read through a couple of them and kind of compare them to the New Testament, so we can see what we um what we do now do Excellent. instead of those things. Yeah. So um. So it says, and the Lord spoke to Moses and said, speak unto the congregation of the children of Israel and say unto them, um, you shall be holy for the Lord your God is holy. So it's all about holiness. Everything God said is about, uh, in the law is about holiness and expecting the children of Israel to be holy. So he says, you shall fear every man and his mother. Um, what you shall fear every man his mother and his father and keep my sabbaths i am the lord so we do that because there's no substitute substitute for like obeying a mother and father and blah 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 so um turn turn you onto idols um turn you not onto idols nor make yourselves molten gods i am the lord your god so now we don't necessarily have molten gold um, molten gold idols but the idols have become like money and you know celebrities and stuff like that so as Christians, we no longer worship celebrities and money. We worship God and God alone. Um, um, and so if you're, if you offer sacrifice and peace offerings onto the Lord, you shall offer it at your own will. So again, we don't offer, so the sacrifices and the offerings in the Old Testament were like grain and turtle doves and, you know, animals and herbs and spices and stuff. But we don't have that. (laughs) And a partridge (laughs) in a pear tree. But we don't have that anymore. That's no longer the currency of our society. So now, rather than giving bulls and goats, and turtle doves and stuff like that we give money or time Mm. or whatever resources we do have so maybe you have a business that does consultancy so you consult your church or whatever Mm. you know you you give these resources to god or Mm. your god your um your church needs a baptismal pool so Mm. you buy the baptismal pool instead of giving a turtle dove and a partridge Mm. in a pear tree because it's no longer something that's readily available in our society um and we give it our own will so nobody should force you and say i see the number 12,999 that's the number i see come and so offering mm-hmm. no you should give it out your own free will that's mm-hmm. what the bible says mm-hmm. um so then we come to and when you reap a harvest of your land you shall not wholly reap the corners of your fields neither shall you gather the gleanings of your harvest um it talks about giving those gleanings those extra things mm-hmm. to um leaving them so that the poor can come and feed off of those things yeah. so now we don't necessarily all have farms we don't all necessarily have vineyards so instead of that we give of the excess of our um our earnings to the poor you know and and those those of us who do have businesses we you know the whole corporate social responsibility kind of aspect of things as a christian you should aim to have a corporate social responsibility in your business that gives through um through your business gives charitably Mm -hmm. because that is what god requires of us and it's not necessarily because we have a field 
we can't obey that law because mm-hmm. I personally don't have a vineyard, mm-hmm. but I can through my business. Mm-hmm. Um, then we go to, there's a couple, you know, like don't steal. Duh, 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 duh. Yeah, we can't do that. So we don't, um, we, there's no substitute for not stealing. So mm-hmm. we just don't steal. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and there's lots of them. And for example, the one, the one that says, um, you know, don't don't mix your fabrics. I think that's here actually. Yeah, you shall um neither shall a uh, garment of mixed linen or wool come upon you. Mm-hmm. Well now instead of instead of the garments of clothes, we put on Christ as yeah. our garment. So um I think it's where is it in Galatians? Galatians somewhere it says put on Christ. Yeah. So we put on Christ and we don't put on Christ and Satan and Beyonce and such and such a person mm-hmm. and, and um Bill Gates and this person and that person. We put on Christ alone. That's what we. That's who we are. That's what we show people um, through our actions, through our deeds, through our behaviour. Um, when it when it comes to sexual purity and stuff, we're sexually pure because there's no substitute mm-hmm. for it. But when it comes to um, eating and food, we no longer eat kosher food because um, in in the New Testament, there's many examples of you know. God saying, just if you've prayed over the food, it's clean. And how dare you say that something that is clean is not clean when God has said it's clean? Mm. Do you know what I mean? So with with food, there are substitutes. So I feel like it's everything that we can do spiritually, we do spiritually because mm. society has changed mm. since the Old Testament, obviously. But the word and the sentiment of the word mm. has not changed at all mm. in any stretch mm. of the imagination. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, what do no, you think? I completely echo some of what you have said. And I'm going to look, into there's like 15 of the weirdest rules in the bible that mm-hmm. i found there's so many cool articles and stuff and because i wasn't about to read the whole of exodus leviticus and numbers mm-hmm. okay so i was like okay so what are the, some of the um rules and laws and statutes um that we should probably revisit mm-hmm. in the in the old testament and then we'll think about um what Christ is saying and how we should judge them because it's not as if it's not the case that the rules have changed it's just that we now manage these rules in a different way mm-hmm. um, so okay let's look at some of them so one when fighting another man chop off his wife's hand if she grabs your genitals okay Whoa. literally this is <laughs> I in, need to go and <laughs> read that again Deuteronomy 25 verse 11 to 12 so it's saying uh, I don't want to read the whole scripture for time but basically if you're striving with another man and his wife comes to help him and the wife is now obviously because she's clued up if the wife is coming to help him she now reaches for your genitals what you should do is cut off her hand wow that's it Deuteronomy 25 11 to 12 wow now we're not gonna do that okay so we should probably revisit revisit that I mean if a woman (laughs) wants to touch my husband's genitals I may cut off her hand I'm just saying saying, it might happen it might come up it's like saying if you and the next chick are fighting so and uh, and her man comes to back it for her no i might call his genitals as well <laughs> or his hand or whatever right so this is it so some of these things I'm this, just saying. and this is what god was telling the children of israel to do <laughs> and i feel like what's wrong with that <laughs> okay? that's completely uh, this is because correct why were they fighting in the first place that's yeah, what you need exactly, to figure out exactly. okay question um one of the weird, weird thing number two women suspected of adultery have to drink dirty water okay this is numbers chapter 5 verse 11 to 31 which is basically saying that if she is suspected not proven okay if she's suspected of adultery then the priest will get like um 
an earthen vessel, a vessel that's not been cleaned, um, that's got d- from the dust and da, da da da, put dirty water in it and make her drink it, which will then swell her stomach. Um, and it's either the swelling of the stomach will make her either confess, or it's um, that maybe if she was pregnant and it will give her a lead to an abortion or any other things. So it's just like pressure. Okay, so this is in Numbers chapter five, right? So can we see why sometimes we need to revisit things and we have to look at scriptures in context mm-hmm. because a lot of the time God is God is speaking specifically to the children of Israel on specific matters, you know, on specific things. Number three, if your slave refuses freedom, pierce their ear. <laughs> so can you get out of my house? Okay. I'm about to want to stay here. Get out. <laughs> If your slave refuses freedom, pierce the ear. Exodus chapter 21, verse 5 to 6, right? Um, if, I'm going to read this. If the servant shall plainly say, I love my master, my wife and my children, I will not go out free. This, Then his master shall bring unto him, bring him unto the judges. He shall also bring him to the door of to the door or unto the doorpost. And his master shall bore his ear through with an, with an, an ale or a, a whole bearing thing and and he shall serve them forever right literally that's what it says do not sit anywhere where menstruating woman has sat now no, I sit in my house you can't sit in a, on the train on the bus like you know if, if your mama sits on sits on a couch then you can't sit on that same couch that your mom has sat on because she's menstruated at some point in her life okay so that's another thing that maybe we should revisit don't wear oh, clothes well, revisit it how I don't understand what you mean as in, sorry, not revisit. These are some things that we have to realise that these laws no longer, not necessarily, do not do not apply because we are now under a new law. Mm-hmm. Okay? Five, for me, has already mentioned this, don't wear clothes made of both linen and wool. Um, never boil a baby goat in its mother's milk. Now, this is a popular phrase um, that we use in today's day and age, but it's actually taken from Exodus chapter 23, verse 19. Okay? You can't kill a burglar during the day, but you can kill him at night. Okay? You can't, <laughs> kill a burglar during the day because he's obviously mentally retarded because okay. he's robbing you during the day this is taken from Exodus chapter 22 verse 2 to 3 okay it's like there's certain rules and that's why we have to fully understand why we're thinking about the Old Testament and New Testament don't eat owls Leviticus 11 verse 13 to 9 <laughs> sorry <laughs> but they weren't allowed to eat a lot of stuff so why is don't, that particularly don't eat owls why is that particularly odd day okay don't tear your clothes don't rip your clothes um so i'm like jeans. my jeans <laughs> okay make sure no one falls off your roof why was somebody on my roof though my g make sure no what one was they doing falls there off your roof keep your keep your butt off of my roof and then you won't fall off problem solved <laughs> don't speak the names of other gods this is obviously self-explanatory don't eat fat some of you that be eating bacon, some of you that be eating meat and all those different things, even hot dogs that are rustled together with all kinds Russell of different together. things, right? <laughs> they don't eat fat. Some, some of you like the fat from the bits of your meat, okay? Um, don't plant more than one kind of seed in a field. Um, you have to leave fallen grapes on the ground for the poor people to eat, okay? You can't leave open pits around for animals to fall in. So there's so many different types of rules and laws in the Old Testament. I mean, some of those weren't crazy. Some of those were pretty self-explanatory. Some of them were self-explanatory. Some of them were strange. Some of them were just kind of, you know, so there's a good mix of of different types there. And we have to understand, again, look at things in context and understand that the certain rules apply 
unless they have been done away with in the next covenant. So there's certain rules in the Mosaic and the Abrahamic covenant that apply unless they've been done away with in the new covenant under Jesus, okay? Um, or that rules tend to be done away with within the new covenant unless they've been reiterated. So there's certain things that Jesus has said plainly, scripturally, you have to follow this. This is an Old Testament um law you have to follow this and there are certain things that christ has done away with and so we have to realize that this the the difference between the old testament and the new testament isn't that we're ignoring certain things it's just that christ has made redundant a lot of these old rules a lot of these old laws and a lot of these old precepts and we have to realize that christ has fulfilled everything and he is the culmination of all laws yeah Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so question number three is Is the Old Testament God the same character as the New Testament God? <laughs> uh is the Old Testament yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. End podcast now. <laughs> um yes. Okay, so a question I see floating around a lot is that, you know, if God is unchanging, why does he look so different in the Old Testament than he does in the New Testament? Mm. Um, like why is he this like horrible, vengeful, petty God in the Old Testament? And then why is he so loving and airy fairy? Uh, you know, oh we love you. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. harm you at all. Come into my bosom in mm-hmm. the in the New Testament. Um and and one thing I would say is that Christians maintain that God is an unchanging God. So if God didn't change, then who changed? It's us, right? So um, I compare it to kind of like raising children because that is what God is doing. God is raising us as a as a nation. And I think it's really hard for us to understand because we don't understand the concept that God sees us both as um, as as an, as individuals and also as one. He sees the human race as one thing. And then he sees us all as individuals mm. also. So it's hard for us to understand that because we don't necessarily feel of ourselves in that way. We think, okay, I'm all individual and you should pay attention to my individual <laughs> needs. Mm. But I mean, as impractical as that is, that's how we feel because yeah. we're only able to see out of our own heads. Um, but, you know, God sees us, you know, God is coming back for his church. He calls is, um, he calls the church the, his bride. Um, he calls Israel uh, like an adulterous wife. But it's more than one person. But mm. he calls the whole the whole of the nation of mm. Israel an adulterous wife. He relates to us as a whole, mm. as well as individually. Mm. So um, that being said, God being the father, we have to see like when we were young, he had to instill certain rules in us just as our parents do because we have to, because we're still growing and we need to learn the basics of morality and and um, and ethics and how to behave and how to be holy. So um, like we were saying with all those like really, really, really small, tedious rules in the Old Testament, if you look at how your own parents hopefully raised you, hopefully, because I don't know how your parents raised you, but how my mama raised me was like, okay, you, um, you, don't lie down when you're eating Mm. you're not allowed to eat this after this time of the night um you know when you've uh uh, don't 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 swim after you've eaten don't wear that because it's showing too much clothes too much skin too much clothes Mm. it's showing too much skin don't wear that because it makes you look this way and that way i don't want you to look like this so i don't want you to do this be home at this time wake up at this time do this chore do this chore and then when you get to a certain age your mom doesn't do that anymore. Yeah. You you're allowed to do whatever you want. The the consequences and the repercussions are on your own head. Yeah. It's not my business. But 
you to do whatever I've raised you to be a decent person go forth and be a decent person if you can handle it yeah. do you know what I mean and that's exact, exactly how God has raised the human race mm-hmm. you know so I, I just don't understand why it's so difficult for one to understand that those laws where God was very harsh if you touch this you die if you mm. do this you die it's the same thing like if you touch this I'll beat you and he beats them mm. and your mum also beat some of you didn't get beaten so that's why I don't understand so I'm sorry but like you know, if your mum, like, like Tina was saying, I feel like it was the last podcast, but I'm not sure. Maybe. 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 It could have been this podcast. I have no idea. They all blend into one, to be <laughs> honest with you. Um, but when Tina was saying, like, if your child is going towards a hot iron yeah, and you awesome. slap their hand away, mm. you wouldn't do that to an adult. Mm-mm-mm. If he was an adult, you would do, okay, if you want to touch hot iron, who mm. is it for me to come and slap you? Do what you want to do. Do you understand? So I feel like as, um, as, children or as a child sorry i keep hitting the microphone as a child the human race needed to be disciplined very harshly or otherwise they wouldn't have grown up to be sensible enough to conduct life on their own but now in the new covenant and we actually see the change through the old testament so through the old testament so it's a bit of a lie that um, God is completely different because when we get to the book of the prophets we get to books like um, Isaiah and Jeremiah where God says okay I've been disciplining you really harshly yeah, this whole time yeah, but yeah, now yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to change my mind yeah. book of Joel I, I, I've, I've changed my mind this is what I'm going to do I'm going to send my spirit like he, do you understand like it's yeah. in the Old Testament as well so it's really a false narrative actually to impose that God is completely different in the Old Testament. We see him change his attitude towards us or the way that he disciplines us, but who he is doesn't change. That's the same way who your mom is or who your dad is. That person doesn't change, but they deal with you differently. And that's just what God has done. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know how how I can really yeah. expand that, but I think that's just it. I don't yeah. think there's more to say on that. No, indeed. Um Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Yesterday, God is the same today, today yesterday, today, and forevermore. Hebrews 13, 8. Uh, Malachi 3, 6 says, I, I, the Lord, I do not change, okay? You know, I, the Lord, I do not change. And God doesn't change. He yeah. is, he is, he existed before time, so he can't, there's no kind of, okay, yeah, I'm now at this point, this particular point I'm going to change because it's at this particular time he's not restricted or confined to time so he has always existed and he's always existed in the exact same way Mm -hmm. and so God's character his love hasn't changed his mercy hasn't changed his judgment hasn't changed how he deals with us has changed but he in himself hasn't changed but things are different and things are different God's a little different now because now we have Christ Mm -hmm. and I think it's it's we have to realize I think we have to realize that um Yes, as for me said, in the Old Testament, as we were starting to see, as we were starting to, you know, get to the book of the prophets, that his, um, his way in mannerism has, has changed. And now that we have Christ now, we have like a new measurement stick. We have a new, a yard. And I think in the scripture that we read before, I think it was Galatians, it talks about that we, no, it's not Galatians. And as Romans, in Romans, it talks about now Jesus is the firstborn among mm. many brethren. He's like our big brother. Mm. So now we model big, our life. Big brother. Savior and a king and we still got time to be now. Big, big, big brother. brother. Oh, 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 oh. Sorry. <laughs> okay. 
So now Jesus is our big brother and we form and fashion ourselves after him. Mm-hmm. We don't form and fashion ourselves after the law anymore. Okay. And that's why it's changed a little bit because before God was forever on our back. You know, in the Old Testament, he is the person who is the very present parent. Okay. Not the weekend dad. Not that he's a weekend dad now, but he is the very present parent and he's on our backs and he's trying to make sure, listen, this is what we have to do. Blah, blah, blah. Be this, be this, be this because you people are going left. I want you to go right. <laughs> and then, you know, he gets to the prophets now. It's like, okay, you've been walking with me for a considerable amount of time. You're old enough. Now you're a teenager, you know, so you should know right from wrong. If my child is a teenager and I'm still shouting every day, I have a serious problem, yeah. you know? And now it's like, okay, now we have Jesus. So now we have read the second generation, like grandkids. You know how it's kind of like um, your grand- your parents treat the grandkids a lot better than how uh, you are treated. If you have siblings or if you have a child, then you will definitely know that there's certain things that your grandparents, like how your grandparents treat you and you'll be like, your, your mum or dad would be like, what? You never this nice yeah. to me. You know, like they just sneak you sweets and stuff, right? Um, which is kind of, kind of a little bit how it is. There's more grace now. But aside from that, um, we have Jesus now and we form and fashion ourselves after Jesus and not after the law. He's our big brother. He's our, he's our, uh, who we look after, who we look to. And Jesus now has to deal with us differently because he sees us differently. He doesn't see us through somebody, as somebody who is, as people who are working every day to prove righteousness. We are the righteousness of God in Christ now. Mm-hmm. There's a difference. You know, every day we was trying so hard, like how some other people in other religions try really hard to barter with Christ to barter with God and prove that they are worthy enough for enter, for it to enter into heaven which we discussed two podcasts ago okay about the diff- about is Jesus the only way certain people in certain religions they have to work hard every day to prove to God that they are good enough follow rules follow guidelines like they had to do in the Old Testament now we are do God sees us through the blood of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. that's how he sees us now so he has to be different because it by virtue of what he has done by sending Jesus Christ into the world, we are now operating under grace. You know, we are now operating under the blood of Jesus Christ through the blood of Jesus Christ. We now have the indwelling, permanent indwelling of the Holy Spirit in us. So in essence, our, our, our physical bodies are even different. You know what I mean? We have been given different measures of anointing. We have to really deep the fact that what happened when Jesus entered into the world and what happened when he died and resurrected means that by virtue of who God is, and by virtue of who Christ is and by virtue of the Godhead, they deal with us. He deals with us now on a different level, different level playing field. And another thing also is now as children in the new covenant, we have been given a certain level of authority and dominion and stewardship and power. So we now work together with Christ. Bible says that we are working together. We are laborers together with God. We are laborers together with Christ. We're working with God side by side. We're not you know and think about it in um, when David I love this when David said in the Old Testament that I am a friend of God you know and that for me David God's relationship with David is very modern Mm -hmm. you know it's a very modern our day and age relationship with because we are trash and David was so (laughs) naughty yeah David was really 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 naughty and yet God in his infinite grace and mercy was like that's a child after my own heart you know and it's very very synonymous with how we are in the world today that kind of relationship that we are friends of God you know that he is our father he's not the in the Old Testament it's kind of like the judge that's how they saw God as the judge the lawgiver whereas we now see God as our 
daddy, you know, as our father, as our friend, as our companion, as our refuge, as our place of fortress, as opposed to in the Old Testament where they saw him as the great ruler, you know, and that's because of Jesus. So the big difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament is Jesus and what he has done for us and how we are supposed to form and fashion our lives after him. Yeah. I mean, but I want to just kind of emphasize that and I don't have many examples right now but I'm sure that there are plenty because the Old Testament is really long that mm. the the compassion of God is evident yeah. in the Old Testament yeah, as well yeah, yeah. it's not just that oh he was not compassionate at all in the Old Testament and then when you get to the New Testament oh he floods us with compassion mm. no the compassion of God has always been there and because we our tiny little minds cannot understand some of these things even some of the things that we think are heinous acts and horrible acts of God they are actually compassion you know um um, you know, there's there's all this narrative about like um, the genocide that God co- God constantly commits in in the um, in the Old Testament. But then <laughs> when you when you read the next chapter, that same people that were supposedly genocide are still around. So obviously there was no genocide. So it's like the the language barrier and and understanding things in, within the context can be hard, especially if you're not a Christian and you're not interested to know these things. But one thing is, I would say, like, don't automatically judge when you don't understand how these things work. God is a very compassionate God. God gives us, you know, so much length and so much string. You know, even with the um, you know, the flood of Noah, you can look at it from the 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 um, perspective of okay, why did God? you know, wipe everyone out in the flood. How mean of him. That's so horrible. Or you can look at it from the front. God gave you, like, you know, how long, how many mm-hmm. years to get in the in the, in the the um, ark with Noah and everybody refused. Is that God's fault? Mm. Should he have forced everybody? Did God give you a chance? Mm-hmm. Was God compassionate enough to give us a chance? Because mm-hmm. he could have just wiped everyone out with no warning. Mm-hmm. But Noah went and preached to everybody mm-hmm. and they all laughed at him. Mm-hmm. So do you understand what I mean? Yeah. Like he is compassionate. When Cain killed Abel, rather than killing Cain, he said, okay, I'm not even going to let anybody touch you. Like, do you know yeah. what I mean? He is compassionate. Even when we get things wrong, even when we are trash, he's still yeah. compassionate, even in the Old Testament. Yeah. So I don't want us to look at the Old Testament, quote unquote, Old Testament God mm-hmm. and be like, oh, he was so mean. Yeah. And the in the New Testament God is my best friend no they're mm, the same mm, person mm. and he addresses us how we need to be addressed at the time yeah so it's yeah. true it's true and and it's I think it's really synonymous with the concept and idea that we have that um, some we as people are quite fickle mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. and that we have the, the kind of personalities that we have and the way that we feel like oh we're going to keep it real means that we as individuals are not allowed to grow and mm-hmm, are not allowed mm-hmm. to modify. You know, oh, you've you've changed now. You're brand new yeah. kind of thing, you know, because you've leveled, oh, you've leveled up or now you've got a bit of money, you can't come around no more. <laughs> like, you know, like it's not, it's not, it's not that. And think, think about it in the fact that you've always been this, the way your heart has always been your heart mm-hmm. you know what I mean the way you treat people the way you love the way you love your mom, the way you love your child the way you love your spouse think about it in that way that we can grow and develop as people and as and modify and our characters can change but in 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 essence and inherently you are who you are yeah. no matter how much money or shine you've got mm-hmm. and in God is so merciful I mean thinking about imagine thinking about Adam and Eve and how they ate um, the the apple there's only two of them you know there was no <laughs> children born yet he could have just started again yeah you know like yeah. literally he could have just okay you know, let's just uh, take two 
you know like he literally could have started again but no even from then he planned and purposed grace yeah all throughout from the beginning his love can you imagine can you can you imagine like he was walking and talking with adam as in that's his friend you know god i was created for worship like he was created for worship and fellowship right and adam was his best friend and then adam sinned and now he's like he's lost his best friend instead of just wiping him out he's like okay i'm gonna go and make some clothes for you now Mm -hmm. you know it's like adam's like i'm hiding from you god because i'm naked god's like how do you know you're naked and he's like oh adam's like the wife that you gave me had to go do something stupid and now look it's her fault right? it's your look, fault in fact then, it's both of your fault and then God now instead of him just being so mad and leaving Eden mm-hmm. he now goes and sews clothes for Adam and Eve to wear yeah. what sort of compassion or grace is that yeah. what sort of love is that for the mankind that he created in the beginning his children his first two that he formed and passionate his naked hand yeah not us that was created in our parents bedroom right <laughs> like he, out of his, with his hands he made them and they have sinned and now he now goes to one corner kills another one of his creation and makes them close to wear the first tailor the first seamstress right wow. <laughs> makes them close to wear what kind of love or compassion is that yeah. think about it from the beginning of Genesis we see time and time again love and compassion and grace and patience mm-hmm. God is so patient mm-hmm. with us so so patient with us we see it Old Testament through New Testament his patience has never ever wavered yeah. he never ever ever wavered his love and mercy has never ever wavered we sin every day and yet still we are alive yeah. children of Israel as we said were doing rubbish in the morning he'll correct them in the <laughs> afternoon in the night they'll do rubbish again you know and yet still they were still there yeah. you know yeah. so God has never changed yeah. the Old Testament God and the New Testament God are very much the same person mm-hmm. their character is exactly the same his heart is exactly the same his judgments are exactly the same his rules his love his mercy his grace what he expects his standards are exactly the same God is still the same and we have to understand that. So Christians don't be like, oh yeah, I'm more New Testament than I am Old Testament because you know, that's just, and certain you Christians, I'm not going to at you. Some of you Christian denominations don't be like, I'm more Old Testament than I am New Testament um, because some of these new age Christians, you Pentecostals are too far into the New Testament and have left the Old Testament. No, we are all one. God has given us the Bible as a collective. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, a whole entire book of how to live our lives. So we don't see a difference between the two, but we are in the new covenant. Yeah. And we shouldn't, um, obviously God's, God's laws don't change. Our laws change. Mm. So let's not, you know, put the onus on God that he's the one who's irrelevant mm. when we're the ones who are fickle. Yeah. You know? I have absolutely no idea what our hashtag scripture is today. Oh yeah. Hmm. Let me have a look. <laughs> Let me have a looky. Look and see. Tell about the fulfillment of the law, yeah. Yeah. Um, Matthew 20... Matthew 5, 24, 14, 17? Matthew 5? Okay, yeah, go for it. Uh, I mean, I didn't say I had it up. I just said that I knew what it was. Uh, yeah, Matthew five seventeen. Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. Yes. Amen. Hashtag Jesus. <laughs> He has come, didn't come to destroy. 30 AD. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Uh, let's pray.
mighty god we thank you we bless your name we just give you praise we thank you for allowing us to have a deeper understanding of you oh god for your word says that we have the mind of christ oh lord and we pray that you will reveal unto us the mysteries oh lord of those things that um you did in the old testament and why you did them so that we can reconcile them with how we live now oh god we thank you that you are never changing and we thank you that even though we change you remain the same oh god unwavering in your love your compassion and your patience and we pray that you continue oh lord just to show us who you are and help us to understand you and help us to love you more every day in the mighty name of jesus thank you lord amen 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 amen. father god we give you thanks we give you praise we give you glory we thank you for jesus we thank you for your words your word lord your word says that not one word of your that comes out of your mouth shall return unto you void your word says heaven and earth shall pass away but my words will never ever pass away father god everything that you have said from the beginning of time till now is important and we take heed to everything father god we thank you lord god that jesus has come to fulfill your law we thank you that he is the fulfillment of all things we thank you that he is a manifestation of your love we thank you father god that your word says that what we should do now is form and fashion our lives after jesus and that you know that we should love you and that as we love you and as we love others that we fulfill the law we thank you father god for your guidebook we thank you for your rules thank you for your precepts because they're all for our protection Mm -hmm. no matter where it is located in the bible old testament or new testament everything you have said is for our good and our benefit none of these laws are to benefit you none of these laws are to help you they're to help us father god so no matter where they're located help us see your plan and purpose and your will in each and everything that you've said help us to live our lives that are help us to live lives that are pleasing unto you father god and help people to realize that it's not by might nor by power but by my spirit thus says the lord in jesus name we pray Amen. amen you can find us on on instagram twitter facebook soundcloud and itunes our twitter is at ht scripture whereas everything else is hashtag scripture or one word or put a space in i'm sure you'll find it i'm <laughs> sure we're googleable by now yeah so you know like we'll share, be verified soon let everybody know what's going down make sure everybody's following we love you with the love of the lord take care bye, bye.